0: This podcast episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel that generates leads from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any tech skills or without downloading an app. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Nate. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? We have uh Brandy Holloway here today on the Championship Leadership Podcast. She's with the Phoenix Factor. She's a Firestarter mindset coach and she's out of Virginia. Uh we were just talking about the weather. We got 10 inches of snow and uh she does not. So she <laughs> she is lucky and I am not. You know, snow is all right, but I don't know if I'm quite ready for it. So how you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I and yes, I do I do not envy you in the snow at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just either quit complaining about it or you move, right? Like do something about it. So that's uh, all good. So tell me, you know, the first first question I love to ask is uh, the name of the podcast is Championship Leadership. So what does that mean to you or what do you hear when you hear Championship Leadership?
2: Well, I mean, obviously there's all kinds of of leaders and styles of leadership, but I think a champion leadership is maybe someone that puts forth a lot more effort, you know, goes with the grind and makes things happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, uh, talk to us just a little bit about yourself. What is the Phoenix factor and really maybe a little bit about your story and, and what has gotten you to where you are today? Like what's the path been like?
2: Oh, no. I don't think we have that much time. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the short, the short version, right? So the Phoenix Factor actually came out of a lot of the things that I've gone through in life. But speaking of championship, you know, leadership, I had a business way back when and failed miserably and, and realized that, you know, I was really good at what I did at the time I was in fitness and wellness, but I was not good at business and um, ended up, you know, at the same time becoming a single mom abruptly with an infant and a three-year-old. So had a lot going on and um, went to the right people, got the support, the tips, you know, the resources that I needed. And I decided to call my company The Phoenix Factor because I think it was important for people to understand just like the Phoenix burns, rises from the ashes, you're going to do that as an entrepreneur,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, that you're going to fail. But you know, I learned that failing's actually good, failing, you know, failing better and failing smarter and failing forward. It, that means you're learning and you're growing and so i just started sharing that with a lot of people got more into the coaching end of things and just started taking clients so i got more into mindset you know so even in fitness and wellness they wanted to lose weight but i'm like why do you want to lose the weight because it's not really rocket science to eat healthy and exercise and all of those things so it's like yeah totally why are you not doing it and you can really apply you know that mentality to anything so for business it's like you you've got to you've got to have that mental toughness you know, even if you have a model to follow, even if you're buying a franchise, there's just still so many things that you're going to go through.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where did, uh, where did you create this, this mindset or this mental toughness? Like, what are some of the things that have happened throughout your life that really helped to steal or forge or develop this, this mindset that that you're able to go out and help these others? Uh, yeah. Entrepreneurs with.
2: So I don't know so much, you know, it's funny, I, I got to ask, answer this once before And I didn't realize really my, my, when I was growing up, my uncle was a big influence on me. He was probably the only one really that had the entrepreneurial spirit. I don't even think he finished high school actually ended up being one of the, you know, wealthiest in our family has always done really well because he just always, whatever he put his mind to, he made it happen. And so I got to learn that from him, but growing up, grew up with my mom, single mom, didn't know, really didn't know my real father until way later. I think I met him when I was 17 or 18 but i went through a lot of unfortunate little you know small tragedies when i was younger i was molested at four was raped at 13 had some some pretty crazy things happen um, all the way up until 30 and so i just you know i didn't know how to deal with those things i wasn't handling them well i was not being good to myself or my body and that's when i discovered fitness and wellness i decided to you know start getting healthier and you know when you most people that know that are physically fit, it's a mental game. I'm like, nobody really loves to exercise, but you love the way it makes you feel right. And we want to feel good. So I just started applying that started studying a little more, um, got into some great groups of people that were, you know, they say you are who you surround yourself with. And that was a big part of it as well. Yeah. But I think the biggest shift for me to know that I wanted to do this, that I would do it even if I didn't get paid, I went, to get a certification in San Francisco. Seven days of just insane. Basically, they break you down to build you yeah. back up. They show you yeah. what needs to happen. And um, that was the turning point for me. I knew, I knew I wanted to do this for the rest of my awesome. life.
0: Yeah, that's great. Talk to me maybe a little bit about, you know, you mentioned your, your uncle already, but you know who are some of the championship leaders in your life that you know either directly or indirectly have impacted you. Maybe what are some of the specific characteristics or traits or or stories that you've had from those individuals? And you don't have to name them if you don't want to or you don't feel comfortable with that. But yeah, just maybe talk to us about you know who have been some of the people that have impacted you and helped you to. To become who you are, and to to get to you to where you are here right now inside of your life.
2: Yeah, I think I mean a lot of you know it's people that we know, but I think it's just I took a deep dive into what they were saying, what they were writing, and what they were putting out there. I think some of the more you know prevalent ones. The first book for me was Think and Grow Rich, and I've literally I think I've read it from cover to cover probably five or six times, yeah. um, and just got something new out of it every time because I never. You know, we, we grew up poor, you know, my uncle and then some extended family, you know, had money. My immediate family didn't, we didn't have anything. So the, I think another book that did it is uh Jen Sincero. You're a badass at making money.
0: Yeah. I didn't
2: even understand what, you know, scarcity mindset was or, yeah. you know, money mindset. And that was a, that's a big, huge shift. A lot of people don't understand about their business. They're the ones that are actually bringing it back. And then, I mean, gosh, there's so many Ed Milet, uh, Mel Robbins. I'm in Lewis house inner circle. I love that group. I'm in that constantly. So I I choose to, even though I can't physically be in those circles cause I'm here in Virginia, I have a great group here as well. I have a group of women. that are all entrepreneurs. We meet every month and we kind of have a deal. We have a deal with each other. There's, you know, we say no pity parties. Uh, we don't sell them pitch to each other. We just jump into it and you know, break each other down so we can build each other up. Like what's going on, what's not working. And it's a good circle to be in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you've talked about this a little bit uh, a few times now. So yeah, maybe talk a little bit more. What's the importance of really surrounding yourself with others that are on a similar path or that, or maybe even where you want to be, right? Uh, forcing you to to grow and to expand and to become something a little bit different, a little bit better version of your, yourself every day. Where did that, When did that start to come into play for you and and what's the importance of that?
2: So back, I think back when that original training, when I went to San Francisco, because what I learned was, for lack of better words, you kind of want to be the dumbest person in the room. You've got to be allowed to be challenged. You've got to be allowed to let somebody call you out on your crap because that's the only way that you're going to really get where you want to go. I don't even know if I like the term anymore, surround, surround yourself with people that are on the same path. Because you you don't, I want to know how, you know, where they want to be. If they don't have a five-year plan, if they don't, if they can't give me an idea of where they want to be, then I usually move on. yeah You know, I, I, with my time now, I make sure that I'm very intentional, that I'm either creating value or I'm gaining value and not in a selfish way, but just that, you know, that growth is there. You kind of learn, I'm in my late forties now. So, you know, it's like, I cherish every moment. I'm a single mom too. So being that example for my kiddos as well.
0: Yeah, well you you brought it up so I'm going to I'm going to touch on it now cuz we usually talk about this as well. Championship leaders, you know, they have a vision for where they want to go. You know, a lot of times the best of the best I, I always go back to like football as an as a analogy for me of like Bill Belichick with the Patriots or Nick Saban with Alabama, like the best. Even if you're not a football fan, you probably have heard of these guys, right? Yeah, and and they win and they win <laughs> lots and they win championships. And uh, it's not easy to do, but they make it look easy. That's like how good they are. And it's clearly a big part of that is having a vision and it's it's more than likely a vision that most other leaders can't see for themselves or they're not willing to act on because of whatever might be the stories that they have going on inside of their life, inside of their head. I know you're writing a book about that, but what's your vision? And, uh, and then again, yeah, on top of that, there, they're able to be decisive and execute quickly once they have that vision in in play. And so for you, yeah, what's, what's your vision and where are you moving to and and headed towards over the next five years?
2: So, yeah, I have a a pretty, pretty extensive plan. Um, You know, once again, long story short, I have a coaching group, a private group that I want to scale, you know, my team and I have a very specific goal. I'm not going to spit out numbers because those aren't important today, but we have a very specific goal to hit. I actually have you, course can't on this call we can't see but I have a dollar bill that I keep pinned in front of me and it says make it a million by 2023 okay so we work on site with companies as well so those are our larger high you know high price tickets that we bring in and then our group and then I mentioned my book to you before we started um, which is just a personal project but I think it's important and it's being said more now but I think it's important for leaders to truly show I don't care how strong a leader you are. There's still a weakness you're working on. There's still something you need to grow on. I think you're always growing. I say, if you're not growing, you're dying. So for me, I really want to get that book out and spread the word that, you know, these things happen, but you can still make it through. It's, it's just all about, like you just said, you have to make a decision. The minute something happens, how you're going to handle it. You know, you've got to learn to be proactive, not reactive. I love that you brought up Nick Saban. Cause I, like I said, I grew up in Alabama. Yeah. Uh, my family is hardcore roll to, you know, Crimson Tide fans, yeah. but you, you know, you do learn a lot from, from those games and I was never an athlete, but let me assure you anything I put my mind to, I, I got really good at it.
0: Yeah. That's a great attribute to have, right. Is, um,
2: yeah.
0: you know, once you set your mind to it, you you go and you make it happen. You learn and you you fall down, you pick yourself up and, and you keep moving, keep moving forward until you, until you accomplish that goal and then you readjust and, and keep going again. Right. Reset. All right. All right. You, you touched on some very personal things uh, earlier as well, but um, I always like to ask the question of, you know, we all have turning points or critical moments and decisions in our life where we could have very easily went down one path. And typically that's a path that, that most would think that you should go or that's the safest route for you to go. Or, you know, they just, again, coming back to vision, they don't have the vision that you do to see something differently. And so it's not necessarily that they they don't want greatness for you. They just, in their limited perspective, they feel like that's the best path, right? But clearly had you, most of us will, in those moments, you know, will take a different path, the uncommon path, the road less traveled, that, that has you sitting with us here today. Like had you not made a particular decision in a particular moment, you could very well be doing something different. could be very well be somewhere else in life. Is there a moment or two that that really popped to mind for you that you could share um, where you're in that critical defining moment, that turning point, and you did obviously, you know, make the choice that you did um, to to have you here today?
2: I, you know, I, there, there's been so many, I don't know that I can pinpoint a pivotal moment, but I, I will tell you, I spent, you know, I'm 47 now, so I, I will be, you know, radical honesty, the first 30 years of my life, I didn't think I was good enough for anything. I was still, I could be good at anything, but that doesn't, you know, it didn't mean that I thought I deserved it. I didn't finish college. I got married before I finished college. There were all these little things that happened. I just, you know, along with the childhood trauma, I just never thought I was good enough. And somewhere along the way, when I went through that training, got around those people started getting into you know reading the right books. I think two things that changed me and, I mean, I guess I introduced them myself is I stopped doing affirmations. They weren't working. And I started doing visualization and I can't think of a day that's gone by in probably the last 10 years that I don't, I don't get up. I have it on a board every day when I wake up, I read this board and I visualize, you know, how do I want today to go? Like what's the best possible outcome? Even if somebody comes into my day and tries to mess it up, or as I say, extinguish my fire. Yeah. And I think the other thing is just, you know, keeping your eyes on the prize, as they say, I mean, it's, it's easy. I am very guilty of, of squirrel syndrome, as they say, or shiny object syndrome, you know, getting distracted in today's world. But, but I think, you know, you have to decide as far as being to pivot and not quit, you know, as far as those, those moments for me, I just, I don't quit. I don't quit anymore. You know, I just, I keep going. So I think that was for me. And I don't know where I picked that up. I don't know what moment that was, but I just, when things happen, I just learn to pivot.
0: Yeah. I love it. And, um, you know, not quitting that's, uh, there's a book, right? Like, you know, something about like quitting three feet from, from gold, right. Uh, you, You know, especially today with social media, I think the reason it's so popular is the instant gratification of the likes and the hearts and the comments. And, and then, but when you, when you try and come back into the real world or the or the business world especially, and uh, things don't always necessarily happen that way. It takes commitment, it takes time, it takes being really just uh, laser focused on what it is that you want. No matter what happens, you just keep moving until you do hit that. And that's, I think, something that is definitely lacking or it's, uh, it's going away quickly in today's age with the technology and everything is at our fingertips in a hurry and so we do we are impatient like what's 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 the importance there for you or where's where's an example maybe better of like where it didn't necessarily happen right when you thought it would or when you wanted it to but you didn't quit and you continued to move and actually then did eventually um, realize the result that you were you were driving for
2: First of all, I think people really need to understand when they when they're not patient, what they're actually doing to themselves. Any anything really good in life that you're going to get, it doesn't necessarily take hard work. I say smart work is better. But for me, like I, I literally just landed a contract that I have been working on probably about ten months. Just to put it in perspective, I think a lot of people would quit after the first couple of months, but yeah. because you know, and that I, I, you know, just speaking from leadership standpoint or an entrepreneur standpoint or anyone going after something really big, really big goal is there's no, there's no map. You're kind of going at it alone a lot of times. So you have no idea how long that journey is going to take. And, and it would really suck to know that you quit, you know, like you said, three feet before you get to the, to the goal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And the problem is, is they don't know, right, if they quit. You know, they could be right on the other side. I think you know, if you so quit,
2: you don't want it bad enough, to be honest with you. I think if no. you really quit, I mean, once again, I always tell my clients, don't quit, pivot. Mm-hmm. Pivot into some smarter way, some way that aligns, you know, because it needs to feel right. It needs to be aligned with your passion. I'm trying to think, I think it was Tom you that put it out this great little snippet about, you know, really, if you quit, you don't want it bad enough and it stings for some people to hear, but it's pretty true.
0: Yeah, it's very true. Right. Yeah. It makes total sense. If you think about it, like we step back and really think about it Mm -hmm. because if you did, you'd, you'd keep moving. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. I love that. What's, uh, what are, what's one or two things that you could leave with the listeners as far as, uh, you know, our listeners, I, I think they're very similar to us as far as being entrepreneurs, business driven, wanting to learn, wanting to get better, wanting to, you know, a, a podcast is a great way to surround yourself with others, you know, because you might not know others in, in your day-to-day life that that are wanting to grow. And so a podcast is a great way to find those people and put them in your life without having the actual personal relationship. So what are one or two things that you could give as, as a, advice or, or uh life principles that you, that you live by that they could implement right away and help themselves move forward?
2: I think, I think the biggest thing is to get off autopilot, be very intentional throughout the day. You'll be shocked how much you will actually get done instead sort of spinning your wheels. And I, I think if you, to really be successful, you need to be hundred percent accountable. And that's really hard to do, but just like literally do not point a finger and magic will happen in your life. If you just take full responsibility. It doesn't mean you committed the act or you know that you're in the wrong. But for for me personally, those are two big things. It's just, um, you know, stepping up. You've got your big picture that allows you to hold on to your power. A lot of people start feeling powerless or less motivated when they don't realize they're just, you guys are turning your power over. So yeah, yeah. I say just be, be 100% accountable.
0: Love it. Yeah, that's great. Let us know how we can find more about you. I know we talked about the book, but it's not, quite ready and it's, it's going to be coming out here soon. So uh, as soon as we find out on that, we'll definitely keep people posted. But yeah, how can we find out more about you, Phoenix Factor, what you got going on? How can we follow you? All that great stuff.
2: Yeah. So uh, of course, the thephoenixfactor.com um, is our website and where I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm experimenting with TikTok. I will admit I don't like it, but because I owe it to my, my clients to understand it.
0: Me too. Um, Yeah, me too. (laughs) And then, you know,
2: with with Instagram, I mean, I I put a lot of my personal stuff, things from my book, more mindset on my personal page, which is Brandy Halla way. I always tell Ray Holla. It's H-O-L-L-A. But we do have the Phoenix Factor Instagram as well, which is a lot more on the business ends of things. Yeah. And then hopefully you'll see that book. It's called BS. The stories we tell ourselves. I I just, you know, once again, radical honesty, I think it's been done. I just had to push through to get a few little more things done and got two more chapters.
0: I'm excited. I can't wait to get a hold of it. So yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for being here today. I really do appreciate it. Taking time out of your your busy life to be here. So thank you.
2: Yeah, thank you. I really
1: appreciate it.
0: You bet. Have a good day. Let's
1: you too. Go. Let's, let's go. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I'm deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, miss my wife. For Fifteen months, she was all alone. Marriage has never been better than this. And we got three kids. That's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader. I'm a leader.